Today's episode is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is the world's largest collection of official fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. If you enjoy our shoe and looking to buy a new Carolina Panthers jersey, sweatshirt, or hat, you can support us by going to podgo.co slash fanatics and get 25% off your next order. That's P-O-D-G-O dot C-O slash F-A-N-A-T-I-C-S. Fanatics officially licensed everything. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And with us today is our favorite guest, Jason Hewitt from Sports Illustrated. Welcome yeah. back to the show. Hey, thank you. I I lost the bloody bet, so <laughs> I had to speak in my very terrible British accent for the next five minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah, so I much am. better than than Jerry's British accent. <laughs> hey, yes, it is. It is way better. Mine was awful. I I would really like to hear that. <laughs> no no you wouldn't <laughs> uh so on today's show uh we will be discussing trey lance that we put a twitter poll out to see who the first player uh, among the quarterbacks or three quarterbacks at least uh that you guys wanted to hear us talk about in our first of our draft player profile previews um I don't know if that's what we'll call it, but that's what it is, basically. So uh, Trey Lance will be the first one, but we'll be talking about somebody every week, uh, probably up until the draft. Maybe maybe we'll get rid, get through them before the draft, but that's the plan. Yeah, so we'll and not all will Lance. be quarterbacks. We'll right. look at the corners, the you know linebackers, anybody that has a potential of being drafted at number eight for us. Yeah, we'll try to break the quarterbacks up. We're not going to yeah. do quarterbacks every week, even though, you know, Jason recently wrote an article saying that Teddy's time could be up. So could be a, a QB in the, in the future. Yes. Hopefully we will see somebody else slinging it around, but until then we will see multiple interceptions <laughs> <laughs> and multiple five yard passes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so first though, before we get to that, we will, uh, we're going to end our contest. So we had asked you guys to send in, uh, a story of your most awkward interaction with a Carolina Panthers player or staff member. And we got a winner, uh, Bob from Philadelphia. And he has a, a very cringeworthy story. Uh, and I will read it now. Uh, a few years ago, there was an autograph signing happening in Virginia. Greg Olson, Kelvin Benjamin, and Luke Keekley all former Panthers at this point, were attending. Now, I feel like I should say this before I get into the details. I live in Philadelphia, and it was a three-hour drive there, and the first signing was happening at 10 a.m., so I had to be on the road before 7 a.m. to make it. So the day's going great. He meets Kelvin Benjamin, Greg Olson, gets a photo with, uh, with all of them, uh, signed photo, and now he has to wait about an hour until Luke is coming out. At this point, it's mid-afternoon, and I'm tired and not looking forward to a three-hour ride home. 
So I decide to take a cat nap in the car until it's time for Luke. I wake up, the nap didn't help, and now I'm grumpier than I was before the nap. <laughs> I finally get up to see Luke, and he's super nice. As always, I've met him twice before. Brag much, guy? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and he shakes his hand. Uh, then he looks at the picture for a few minutes, and me being grumpy asks, what, you can't figure out which one is you? Whew. As soon as I said that, I felt like an ass and immediately regretted it. Luke apologized and said, no, I'm sorry. He signed the photo and I skulked away. There you have it. And then he attached a photo of him and his nephew meeting Luke. Oh, uh, that's a real jerk thing to do. Especially <laughs> to one of the nicest guys. Like a yeah. Wolf. Well, why would you do that to Luke Cagley? <laughs> Kevin Benjamin, sure. Like we were, you know. <laughs> yeah, Luke. <laughs> I, I think that's what puts it over the edge is the fact that it is Luke because, mm -hmm. I mean, everything, every story I've heard is he's super nice. I've never mm -hmm. met him. I did see him in a parking lot one time as I drove by, but that's it. Did you yell at him? What? You can't find your car? No. No. <laughs> okay. My wife was like, that was Luke Keekly. I was like, huh? <laughs> oh, well, congratulations, Bob from Philly. We appreciate you sending in your, your story here. It, it was the one that made us laugh and cringe the most. So, And uh, thank you to everybody for everyone's submissions and everyone will be getting something from us. Um, there is one person I'm trying to reach out that gave us a story on Facebook, but I don't have a shipping address to ship or anything. Yeah. So if you are she, I believe as well. Yes. Girl, right? I believe if you are she, then Valerie. please reach out to us and uh, we'd love to send you something. But yeah, uh, as Jerry said, thanks everyone for your submissions. All right. So we're going to kick it off with some news as we usually do. Jerry, take it away. Um, before we do, uh, you, Jason, you are done with your five minutes. Congratulations. No more Woo! British accent. Hey, back to normal. Feels fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, that feeling was, well. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get my Harry Potter on, but <laughs> great job. I did the great best job. I could. <laughs> All right. Now, some NFL news. The Philadelphia Eagles fired Doug Peterson, opening up another head coaching position. This one kind of surprised me. Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl two years ago, made the playoffs, won the division last year, and this year really struggled. Carson Wentz struggled, and they just got rid of him. Yeah, interesting. Um, and, and also, by the way, Joe Brady, I think, has already interviewed with Philly or is, is slated to interview with Philly for their head coaching position. So just another potential landing spot for Joe Brady. But this is surprising to me. Um, it sounded like Doug Peterson had gotten some directives from the, the ownership la after last season uh, in terms of some of his staff having to get rid of some of his staff. And, and I guess he's just got tired of it and they couldn't see it eye to eye and he's gone. He won't be uh, jobless for long. I have a feeling. Someone will pick him up for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any ideas or, or guesses where he ends up? Um, or, or what would be think. a good fit for him, maybe? I'm trying to remember all the current vacancies. You got, you got. Jacksonville, Houston, mm -hmm. the Chargers, um, Atlanta. 
Ooh, and there's dang. one more, I think, or maybe. Did two you more. say the Jets? Jets. Oh yeah, the Jets definitely. Um, I could maybe see him in Atlanta. I'm not too. Yeah. Mm, the thing is, like, I don't know what direction they're going in either. Yeah. So. Well, well, we know they also interviewed Joe Brady, so might be. And Doug Peterson's an offensive coach, right? So mm-hmm. seems like they're interested. You know, Dan Quinn was a defensive coach. Maybe they want to go the opposite direction. Either way, I don't particularly like Doug Peterson as a head coach, but he does have the Super Bowl win, and I think he'll he'll be picked up pretty quick. Yeah. I heard a rumor that the Jets are very interested in him, but yeah. it's the Jets, so if they can bumble it. <laughs> Yeah, like they normally do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the wrong decision is, that's what they're going to make. Exactly. All right. Uh, other little piece of NFL news this week. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson is rumored to be wanting out of Houston. I don't even know if it's a rumor at this point because I think it's all but been said out publicly. Now, with that, obviously there's the discussion of Carolina would – what would they give up for him if he was bringing here? Would it be a smart move to go after him? And if so, what would be you be willing to give up? Three firsts, at least. At least three firsts. Um, well, I'd give him even more than that. Shoot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> throw, in, um, Shaq, throw in Shaq Thompson, maybe. Throw in... Um, you know, they can have Dante Jackson, you know. like I think you have to throw in Teddy because of that contract, don't you? Oh, yeah, he can go, too. Oh, he can. <laughs> oh, please. Go. Please take Shoot, Teddy. That's a parting gift for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw someone speculate, like, two for, like, this year's first, next year's first, this year's second, and a player like Dante Jackson. Um, it I might have heard that on SI. I'm not sure, but um, – to me, that sounds okay. You know, yeah. I mean, I, that doesn't seem like too much to give up for a Pro Bowl quarterback who's 25 years old and is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, you know, played at Clemson close by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could give up that and you'd be set for a franchise quarterback for the next five to 10 years easily. And you can also like continue to build around them. That's why, mm-hmm. like in my little trade or whatever, I didn't trade away any offensive pieces because you want to keep his weapons around him. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yep. I know a lot of people. This is all speculation. Would throw in Christian McCaffrey, but I see where you're saying you want to keep that core of DJ Christian and with Deshaun and have him play. Exactly. I don't know that McCaffrey is even tradable. At this point, I mean, with that big contract and now coming off these injuries, I'd be surprised if anyone would even. I mean, I'm sure someone would trade for him, but I don't know how attractive he would be with that contract. That's too big for a lot of these teams out here who are in need of running back. And Deshaun has a big contract himself. I think he has a $40 million cap hit, not next year, but the year after. Hmm. Worth it. Agreed. Yeah. that's like the going rate no, for, no, I, for I'm top just QBs at this point yeah yeah you just have to worry about the contract like i said our cap hit because currently they're only 16 million under the cap i got a question it does not relate to deshaun watson at all but it is another quarterback that could be 
available. Would you kick the tires on Carson Wentz if Philly was okay getting rid of him for, you know, 50 cents on the dollar at this point? And so would we have the contract or not? Yeah, because we would have contract, to take the contract. Then no, I don't want him. No, that's too much. Yeah. Okay. Now, if they released him, would I be okay with him coming in and, you know, signing here for a reasonable amount? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I don't really like Carson Wentz, but I think it's an interesting conversation to have. Definitely. So that was all of our NFL news today. We're going to go into our Panthers news. Matt Rule and whatever remains of the coaching staff <laughs> as they are being plunged today will coach the 2021 Senior Bowl. I like that. That's good news. That means that they all get, you know, hands-on experience with a lot of the, these guys. And every time I hear about this, I hear that, you know, they fall in love with one of the later round guys because he was a hard worker and, you know, he really showed out in the workouts and everything else down there. Yeah, I like this too. And and Matt Rule had said uh, a couple weeks ago that he want, he hoped that he would have the opportunity, but he didn't think that he would. Because there were, yeah, I think it goes by like inverse uh, mm-hmm. record, right? So he didn't think that he would be able to have the opportunity. Um, but yeah, I think uh, because you don't know what the combine is going to be like this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a good opportunity to see some guys that maybe a lot of other teams aren't going to be able to see. Exactly. And it's, an, it's a really good opportunity for him to, you know, do what I think he's that's that in the organization, which is scout guys and see those mm-hmm. diamonds in the rough. I mean, like I said in the past, I'm pretty sure Jeremy Chen was his call, you know, so. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, like I mean, he brought back Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson had his first thousand yard season in his NFL career here. So. Absolutely. Yep. Now, moving on, the Panthers have continued their GM search and had second interviews with the Titans director of player personnel, Monty Ossenfort, 49ers vice president of player personnel, Adam Peters, chief assistant director of player personnel, Ryan Poles, and Seahawks vice president of football operations, Scott Fitterer. Can they add any more words in their title? <laughs> Every title is like four words. Now, the longer your title, the more important you are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder, um, now they had obviously in-person interviews with the, the two internal candidates too, right? Mm-hmm. Pat Stewart and the yeah. guy whose name I can never Samari. remember. Samari. Samir yeah. Suleiman. Suleiman, yep. Uh, so I wonder if, uh, because we've heard that like these are the four guys here, right? But I wonder if those two internal candidates are also still being considered. Jason, do you have any insight on that? I don't have any direct insight, but I wouldn't be surprised considering what it seems like is it's most likely someone who is closely working with Matt Rule and basically co-signs what Matt Rule wants roster-wise. That's how I'm seeing it as of right now. Yeah. And that's why uh, the Colts' Ed Dodd backed out because we don't Mm – He never officially said it, but it seemed like he didn't want to be working hand in hand, that he wanted to be the more the main guy than, Mm -hmm. you know, one B guy. 
Mm-hmm. Which is understandable. I mean, good luck to him and his endeavors, and I'm sure that he'll find a spot. But I feel like the Panthers are looking for someone who's trying to be in a cooperative relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Matt Rules runs this ship, and I think whatever yeah. GM <laughs> brings in is going to have to not answer to him, but Matt Rule's going to say, I want this type of player. What are these type of players? I want this guy. Go get them. Mm-hmm. That's what the GM does. It goes, works it out. Exactly. I, I, I think any of these guys, I mean, I don't have any, I like the fact that they're not, it doesn't seem like at least that they're narrowing down to a retread, a former GM that was mm-hmm. fired, an older guy. These are all four of these teams, the Titans, Niners, Chiefs, and Seahawks have had success recently and uh, have talented rosters, every single one of them. So uh, I don't think I would have an issue with any of these guys. No. And I don't know that much about GMings to really Mm -hmm. go against any of them either. Yeah, you're always wondering, like, when they bring in, like, the Browns, you know, like several years ago when you were bringing the Browns, director of player personnel or something you're like why are they even interviewing someone from the browns they make terrible decisions <laughs> you know it, that's not the case with any of these guys and our last little bit of panthers news is this just kind of rumors but supposedly joe brady who we've mentioned multiple times is the leading favorite to land the atlanta falcons head coaching job just mm-hmm. you know it, his name's oh, been brother. out there, and supposedly <laughs> the Falcons really liked him. Everything I was reading was that, you know, he's the front runner, but we never know if that's just until another guy interviews. Yeah. I mean, with Doug Peterson now available, that could change some of the, some of the thinkings from some of these uh, teams. Uh, it seems – why are – I mean, the Panthers went five and eleven. Like the offense was or good. Five and eleven. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, the offense was good, but uh, it wasn't anything you know incredible. Like they weren't blowing teams out of the water points wise or anything. Uh, they had some red zone issues. They had some third down issues. You know, there were there were problems. You know, the quarterback think, regressed throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure did. I'm just surprised <laughs> that there are so many. So many uh, departures from the coaching staff. Me too. Think... What's... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. And like something that I keep thinking about is the fact that Teddy Bridgewater was his guy. Mm-hmm. That was his guy who supposedly knew his system and arguably the biggest flaw to that team was him. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a result of a direct relationship between him and Joe Brady. So I don't know, man. Like, it's only been one year. I don't understand either. But, you know, kudos to him. We'll see what happens moving forward. But I don't expect him to be in Carolina for too much longer. Yeah, I don't either. But I think other teams are still hoping for that Sean McVay type of young guy to come, turn turn your franchise around in two years and take you to the Super Bowl like he did in the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think when Joe Brady – it came in last year, we were thinking he could be one and done. He could be mm-hmm. a guy that's only here for one or two seasons. Um, but yeah, getting what five, I think he, I saw somebody posted today that he had as many coaching interviews as the Panthers had wins 
this season five. So <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's cruel and funny. Sure did. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if he'll get it any of those jobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, if he did leave, then the Seahawks just fired their offensive coordinator. Sure did. They've had some good success offensively over the years. So I mean, they had an incredible offense this year. Um, so I, I don't know who the next guy up would be, but I would hope that you at least take a look at was that Schottenheimer, right? Uh, it'd be nice. Yeah, Brian Schottenheimer. Yeah. Like I said, I think I talked to you about this, Stephen. It's Matt Rule, and he seemed to have expect this by helping Joe Brady coach on the sideline during the season and stuff. Mm-hmm. So my guess is he already has someone that he has in mind for that role. I don't foresee him going out too much of his coaching realm. It may be a guy from college, but yeah, we'll see. Yes, we will. All right. Are you guys ready to go over Trey Lance? Let's get it. Let's do it. Right. So we're starting off our player profile with Trey Lance due to the Twitter poll. And Trey Lance, he was a three-star recruit coming out of high school with only one year as a starter. Uh, and that was his senior year. He only received interest from one Division A team, Northern Illinois, and then North Dakota State came calling and offered him a scholarship. North Dakota State is a powerhouse in the football subdivision, so he quickly signed. At North, or North Dakota State, he registered his freshman year uh, but took over the starting role his sophomore season and started all 16 games they played through 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions while rushing for 1,100 yards. Oh, yeah, and he won the NCAA Division I championship, too. Now, unfortunately, this year, with COVID, North Dakota State only played one game. Their season just was wiped out, but they played one game. And he threw his only interception that he'll have in college. They played that one game for him, too. Yeah. Just basically as a showcase mm-hmm. for him. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And unfortunately, it was probably one of his worst games. <laughs> yeah. Although he did run for like 150 yards or something crazy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, he, actually, he actually played running back in high school as well. I don't know who was above him starting quarterback for, you know, his junior and sophomore yeah. seasons, but good for them. I guess he was running. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you want to look at some, uh, some pros and cons of Trey Lance here? Sure. Let's start with the pros. So he's obviously a dual threat quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, We've seen a lot of success in the NFL, especially recently from dual threat quarterbacks. I think uh, almost every quarterback has to have some mobility nowadays. You can't be a yeah. Peyton Manning that's a statue back there. But even yeah. then he was good at shifty in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is he's more this, you know, Trey Lance will be more of a, a running quarterback instead mm-hmm. of a, a mobile quarterback. You know, he's he's more of a Kyler Murray. I don't want to say Lamar Jackson because I think Lamar Jackson is on his own tier. But I agree. You know, I I think Kyler Murray may be a, a better comparison. Uh, but he's I'd very say, accurate. 
I would say he's a smaller Cam Newton. He's a big dude who was bowling people over. He's 6'4", 226. I got the perfect man in mind. Oh. Josh Allen. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd take that. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Trey Lance, uh, he's accurate. He's got good ball placement. He's uh, aggressive. He's got the deep ball. He's got a big arm. Um, good decision-making, as is evidenced by the 28 touchdowns, no interceptions uh, stat line from 2019. And he's got a quick release. Um so all of those are, are good things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And in today's NFL, especially, would seem to lead you to think that no-brainer. I mean, the guy has all the tools, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, now, now let's move on to the cons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's, so that's the good thing, the good, the good stuff. Um, cons... He's raw. He is extremely raw. I mean, you only have one year of college and <laughs> one year as a starting quarterback in high school. Yeah. Um, he needs a little more work on his mechanics as a result, right? I mean, if you're only playing yeah. quarterback for a few years, then you need work. You need time. Um, lack of big time competition in North Dakota State. They're so much better than everyone yeah. else they play. You know, they are kind of like the Appalachian State used to be around here where they were just they get all the big recruits that can't get into the big schools that come to North Dakota State. Um, And he needs to work on his progressions as a result of being on a team that has so much more talent than who they play. Oftentimes, his first read was wide open. Yeah. And he only had to look at the first read to get rid of the ball. One of the things that, yeah, one of the things I saw was he had, uh, sorry, I'm getting a lot of echo. I am too. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, if he is, if his first read was not open, then he would pull the ball down and run. Yep. He didn't really progress through his, his reads, his plays. Um, another pro, by the way, sorry to go back to the pros. North Dakota State runs a pro offense. They mm-hmm. huddle. They run a lot from under center. Um, they don't call in plays using those big cards that you see a lot of college teams do. They run normal NFL-style plays. Mm-hmm. So that's another pro. But um, all right, I'm going to stop talking now and let you guys chime in. Hmm. Well, I mean, shoot, you pretty much hit everything that I was thinking of. I mean, he looks fantastic on the film. He really does. And, you know, you see him running, you know, running folks over, you know, juking folks, you know, looking really agile and having that up and down speed as well. It's North Dakota State. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, put Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, or Trevor Lawrence in his shoes and imagine the stat lines that they would put up. That's what mm-hmm. I keep thinking of when I think of Trey Lance. Like, yeah, he's awesome on paper, but I mean, the man has only played and really 17 games in college. Uh-huh. And, you know, with all of that, it's just, it's just not enough tape for me. But at the same time, like, I understand, you know, if you want to take him and, you know, maybe like set him behind um, number five for a year uh-huh. and, you know, have him grow, that's fine. But I mean, it's just, 
it's just a little too raw for a first round pick. That's just me though. Now you did mention Josh Allen. I, I I'm just he came out of Wyoming State, and that was the exact thing that everybody said about him too. He's yeah. he's raw. You know, he needs some time and stuff. And I think we do luckily have Teddy Bridgewater under contract for two years that he can, he doesn't have to start next year, thankfully. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. but my big thing though, is if Matt rule trusts him, goes out, you know, has his pro day, likes him and thinks he can mold him into a great quarterback. Great. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't no, stay awake. He is so raw. He is so scarily raw. I don't know if I've the only person I know that also had only like one season starting in high school and in college. And I think he may have had two was Ben Roethlisberger Mm. because he was in high school and he only started one season in high school because the the coach's son was the quarterback ahead of him. So, you know, he wasn't going to get bitched for that guy. And then he yeah. had only one scholarship offer from Miami of Ohio, but he thought brought Miami of Ohio to like a number 12 ranking in the in college football that year. So, yeah, I do like I, if you were going to take, if a team is going to take Trey Lance, I don't know that you take him to start right away, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because of all the reasons that we've said. So the fact that we do have a starting caliber quarterback, not the best starting caliber quarterback in the league, but, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is good enough. Uh, and Teddy Bridgewater is a very uh, – he's not a guy that's going to get offended by you drafting another quarterback. I think he's a guy that's going to do everything he can to work with Trey Lance and, you know, help him learn – you know, the playbook and learn how to go through your progressions, things like that. Probably a very good teacher. Um, I think the Panthers would be a good landing place for him. I don't know necessarily that he's the best option for the Panthers, but the Panthers might be one of the best options for him. Yeah. He gets to, he gets to come to a young team with a good head coach that has molded people, players before Mm -hmm. not forced to start. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. And you got, you got to trust Matt rule too. You know, just like Jason was saying earlier, just a great talent evaluator. And if Matt rule likes what he sees from Trey Lance, then I think I'd be happy to see what that combination could do in the future. Definitely. Now with that being said, do you think Trey Lance will fall to number eight? Uh, for those listening i'm doing my thinking face (laughs) (laughs) for the listeners um so the question is will he be available at eight not if he will be selected at eight right correct yeah will he fall to eight he'll be available at eight i think he'll be available at eight i do too yeah, I agree. I've, I got, uh, I put a confidence grade on it. I said about 80% confident that he would fall to eight. He would, he'll probably be the fourth or fifth quarterback taken. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that there's going to be four quarterbacks taken before number eight, but he could be, I think he could go anywhere between eight and 20, right? 
I think mm-hmm. that's his range. Um, I've seen, you know, Mac Jones based on the uh, national championship game seems to be vaulting up the draft board a little bit. Um, Zach Wilson, of course, is up there. And then you've got Fields and Lawrence. So Fields are uh, Lawrence, obviously, number one. And I think Wilson, Fields and Lance are sort of in the same general area. But Fields and Wilson are a little higher. You got Lance and Mac Jones probably. See, I think Fields is above year. Wilson. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen mocks with both going number two uh, or second overall. So, but I I would agree I would take Fields over Wilson. But I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know teams fall in love with yeah. somebody. Uh, does Trey Lance fit the current roster? I believe we actually answered that question already, saying he does. Mm-hmm. And would you be excited to draft this player if the Panthers drafted him at eight? Would you be excited or would you be like, ah. I'd be, it would be a mix of both for me. I would like initially, I'd be like, oh, like there might have been like a lineman or a defensive player that might have been available, especially in the first round with all this talent that's available. You're like, oh, like, Dang it, like, if we just had, like, a quarterback that could do just enough, like, Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. would be able to draft them. But instead, like, you just – you're basically using an experiment for your first pick, which, you know, it's a risk, but a lot of teams in the NFL reach Super Bowls because of risks, so. Yeah, it is the most important position in the game. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think uh, would I be excited if the Panthers drafted him? I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I think I would. I want a quarter. I want a new quarterback for the Panthers, mm-hmm. and I want a quarterback that has potential. Um, but just like Jason said, like it depends on who else is available as to whether or not I'm going to be really excited, <laughs> right? No, you're absolutely correct because there could be that other player out there that you're like, Oh yeah, he's going to be a superstar. And then you get Trey Lance and you're like, he could, he's a boomer bus guy. Yeah. I mean, and you, there's always that fear that he'll and we're, we're Hornets fans here. I know, you know, not Jason, he's a Hawks fan, but we're Hornets fans here. And uh, the Hornets have drafted a lot of potential guys over the last year many many years that don't work out they never work out you know and they're always like fringe top 10 guys that they draft and they don't work out and i hate seeing that like it sucks when your franchise does that and it doesn't work so i don't want them to be noah vonley or or, you know bismack biombo or or some of these guys that just don't work out i understand i understand well, uh, anything else Trey Lance related that we wanted to talk about here? Um, let me think. I can't really think of anything. Is he an upgrade? I mean, he he's obviously an upgrade at backup, right? I mean, if, oh, yeah. if we if we did oh, have yeah. Teddy for another year or two, like he's better than PJ Walker and Will Greer, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but I don't think you draft him with the eighth overall pick and hope he's a better backup yeah i think you you hope is his ceiling higher ceiling than teddy bridgewater it is his ceiling a super bowl winning quarterback 
Right. I mean, that's that's what you're hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. In that first year, first, first year or two that he's sitting, mm-hmm. you know, you could still use him, right? He could still mm-hmm. come in as like that. I mean, I hate saying like the Taysom Hill type player, but a guy that comes in and, and runs, you know, your quarterback either as a run or can pass or can do a lot of different things. Like, you know, that seems to be, there seem to be a lot more teams doing things like that. I mean, we saw the Panthers do it the last game of the season with Tommy Stevens. Uh, he's, he's a better version of Tommy Stevens, you know, for that I mean, look at Jalen Hurts. They were, so. The Eagles were doing with that with yeah. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I mean, and he could run and pass. Yeah. yeah accurate. So it's, so. It's, it'll be a way to get him out on the field, you know, even though he may not start in his rookie season. Yeah. And if you go back, the Ravens also did that with Lamar. So that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it works out sometimes. So yeah. I guess we'll yeah. see. Yeah. I mean, you run a packet, you know, 10, 12 plays package for him, and then you mm-hmm. put him in when you get a chance. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I think that does it for Trey Lance's draft profile. Um, hey, real quick before we end this, Jerry, just want to ask each of you, Jason, do the Panthers mm-hmm. draft Trey Lance? Yes or no? No. Jerry, do the Panthers draft Trey Lance? Yes or no? No. I'm going to say yes. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's my prediction. Jason, would you like to tell the people where to find your stuff? Yes, you can find my stuff at <laughs> si.com slash NFL slash Panthers. You could also follow me on Twitter at Jason Hewitt 50 and follow SI Panthers Twitter page at SI underscore Panthers. Be sure to follow us. Yes, sir. Are you working on anything right now that we should look out for? I might get a Trey Lance profile out here very soon. Uh, yeah, timing, <laughs> then. <Good> timing. <laughs> I'll go ahead and you know drop that after the pod drops. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Check Jason out, um, and you just go to si.com/panthers and um, search search Jason's name. And there's a plethora of articles and content out there, and there it's all great. So. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like our show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Makes Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmakespodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read your comment on the show. We are going to continue on with our draft profile next week. Don't know who that is at this moment. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know if we'll do another poll or if we'll just choose this one. We'll figure it out. But uh, until then, everybody stay safe and keep pounding.